You can really taste the meatball. You do know that Riverdale was founded on the maple syrup industry. Here in Riverdale? Dilton Doily plays with guns. Big one, Betty. Sardonic humor is just my way of relating to the world. Everyone knows how much I loved my brother. Exactly. If we go in there with the entire Scooby gang, forget it. We're compromised. War is hell, No, Archie. Hell is other people. Out of the four of us, only you and Archie haven't kissed. Fascinating. I'm gonna go get a buddy. Do you want anything? A glass of milk would be great. Alice? Is it true what they say about men who have just been released from prison at me? The Coopers are one of the most respected families in Riverdale. Take your male gaze and your male privilege and get out of the women's locker room. Happy birthday, dear Chuckhead. Last night was... A PG-13 group session. Color me shocked. Archie Andrews, is that why you became a mediocre musician overnight? I'm not interested in being anybody's rebound. Besides, I'm more into girls anyways. And all this time, I thought you were a lover, not a fighter. I'm both. I've got layers. And it'll be a cold day in hell before a snake lets a pig tell him what to do. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another Kapow the Pop Culture Podcast, Riverdale Deep Dive. My name is Jordan Lowe. Mm, Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. We've got two episodes to cover tonight. Uh, then there's a little bit of a hiatus, and we're not quite sure what's happening. Production has been shut down at the moment, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. Yeah, along with a lot of other shows, so enjoy it now. So, yeah, our, our hopes are that everyone's okay, and you are safe out there as well. Um, Cliff, are you following on Instagram? Has there been any behind-the-scenes dramas? You know, uh, not really. Okay. I mean, you know, the biggest drama was they had to stop production, so pretty quiet now i watched uh kj appa on the uh tonight show the other day because he's new, in some terrible movie, movie. Yeah, yeah yeah and of course jimmy fallon's a huge fan of riverdale i'm sure he listens to this podcast too <laughs> yeah. where else would you get your riverdale right. fix all right you could watch riverdale well <laughs> you're after Riverdale. i listen to probably five hours a week of people talking about the same Survivor episode. <laughs> so sometimes you just got to keep hearing people talk about your favorite things. All right. We're still in season four right now. We're up to episode 15, chapter 72, To Die For. Ah, To Die For. Remember that movie? Nicole Kidman. You're not supposed to end a sentence in a preposition, but what? For which to die would be for which to die. Correct. All right, Yoda. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nicole Kidman, Gus Van Sant movie, Joaquin Phoenix, Matt. She's Dillon. a weatherman. The tie-in, yes, is that she is a reporter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about it. And that's what Alice is doing. The old oh, thunder. <clears throat> you got me. This episode written by showrunner Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. He only writes a few a year, so you know they're usually the big ones. This one didn't quite live up to my hopes for one written by the showrunner, but maybe I'll maybe I'll, maybe when I remind spark, you, yeah, yeah, you'll remind me of some great some great moment. Yeah, here. there's some stuff in here. Um, and as always, my notes are questionable, so feel free to correct me at any time. How many? Pages? I may rewrite history. You wrote it longhand. How many yeah, pages today? Um. Most of this notebook, 137 pages. Uh, I, <clears throat> I'm not a 
you know, I'm not worried about saving much paper here. So I went long. Let's see. We started out with Jughead saying, Life is not an Agatha Christie novel. It comes up on the screen. It's a lot messier. And it says, Forsyth, Jughead, Pendleton, Jones III. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Right. Michael Wayne, Scott. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Michael Scott. Right. 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 There was... I have some complaints about some of the quoting they do in these episodes. So, anyway, we get a nice callback to they're at the Cooper Jones house, as we guess we call it now. Um, but what do you do when you're at that house? What do you do, Jordan? Eat breakfast. You eat breakfast. Yeah. So they're eating breakfast at the Cooper Jones house, and the phone rings. I'll get it. Hello? Betty answers, and she starts crying. This is she. I understand. Thank you. Honey, what's wrong? Immediately after that, we get... We're in Betty's bedroom, and... Alice is trying to be, you know, the Thunder Reporter. Wait, where did we leave off? We left off. Is with... Jug still dead? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. The... We're supposed to think he's dead. Yeah. We've had the autopsy. Well, yeah. Yeah. We and we left off with they had got some new information. We knew that there was some new information or whatever that, but we didn't know what it was. But we had uh, the. She's videotaping Betty sitting in front of her vanity. So the reflection, you see Alice with the video recorder, which is, I would say that's not, you know, that would, in 101 of reporting, you don't tape yourself. Right, don't point but it But it's a nice shot. What was that call about? It was, that was Yale, the admissions office. And what did they say? They were telling me about a spot that recently opened in their class of 2024. And after a second review of my application, they wanted me to fill it. The implication being that was Jughead's spot. They didn't say that, but. And how did that make you feel? Um, and she's interviewing her, her about all this stuff because she's going to do, you know, for the news, whatever. What I assume she's some sort of Riverdale TV network. It's I, like WRIV yeah. or something. Yeah, it's some. Mm. That sounds right. Yep, that tracks. But isn't she like a? She got fired or something for fixing a quiz. I think she got. I think she <laughs> she's was suspended. Okay, so she's trying to get back into good graces mm-hmm. or something. I, I've lost that thread. So the call that Betty had gotten that she was crying over was from Yale because there was a spot opened up because her boyfriend died. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty yeah. cool. She can she, she can have Jughead spot. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, we get uh, Kev is being taped. Uh, Alice is reporting on Jughead's death. It's murder in a small town, is what she's calling it. It was a night like any other when Forsyth Pendleton Jones the third, or Jughead, affectionately went to a school party in the woods. 
But unlike his peers, Jughead never came home. A few days later, his body was discovered at the bottom of a ravine. The mysterious circumstances around his death are the subject of this documentary. I'm Alice Smith, and this is Murder in a Small Town. She's uh, interviewing Nana Rose. As the oldest resident of our town, tell us, Nana Rose, when did the darkness begin to take hold of Riverdale? Who says River Riverdale is a, a town, town born, born in, in blood, blood and has bathed in, in it ever since. since. Never, uh, you never miss uh, Nana Rose giving you some sweet nothings to really live with for the next couple of weeks. How about um, Nana Rose do like some ASMR videos? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Puts you right to sleep. Yeah. Her unpackaging eye patches, yeah. crinkling them up in front of the <laughs> microphone. Putting uh, eye drops in that one yeah. milky eye. <laughs> um, Cheryl hugs Betty at Pops. Sweet cousin, I am so, so sorry. It looks like the Blossom family curse has finally caught up to you. And then I now have a rival as Teen Queen of Tragedy. Lucky me. Promise me you won't do it. Do what? Take your own life. We all know you and Jughead were Riverdale High's Hamlet and Ophelia at and I personally know what it's like to lose your other half. It says, don't kill yourself, Shakespeare style. And his parents lost and flip without warning. You know. You're on suicide watch. I'm don't going everywhere. let them drown you. Don't laugh. I long. promise I won't. Nevertheless, from now on, Betty Cooper, you're under suicide watch. Consider me your constant shadow. No. Please, no. Uh, no. My mom is already being clingy enough with her documentary. I really... I just can't have anyone else invading my personal space right now. What's first on today's agenda? I will be going to Stonewall Prep to gather the rest of Jughead's belongings. My convertible is right out front. I'll drive you. Fine, just you're staying in the car. She's gonna take her to Stonewall to get Jug's stuff. Because he's dead. Right. She finds the mysterious tie pen and jug stuff. I don't. I, the tie pin stuff means nothing to me. This never pans out. Yeah, it at, at all. No. And they keep bringing it up. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, Biff shows up and acts like Betty's faking being sad. He's like, I think you're full of it. He's very skeptical about Jughead dying. He's like, Well, you know, you. Can get, I guess it's gonna be you and me at Yale. You know. And she sees a child. I had such a hard time following. Any they of murdered him and tried to pin it on Betty, but then didn't believe he was dead. I don't understand. Like, I, yeah, don't, I never got that. Something I missed something in the translation. They turned the table so much <laughs> that even we don't understand. Yeah, it, we've had it explained to us, and we don't understand what happened. And also, there's a she sees a chalk sign. You know. It says Donna and Joan, like they're together. Never has anything to do with anything. But what? there is a chalkboard sign that they, you know, focus on. Oh. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. All right. Never pays off, by no. the way. Um, cut to a staple. Varchi doing it. 
That lodge was. Mm -hmm. And he's on her hair. Oh, oh, wait, Archie, here on my hair. <laughs> Archie's got his, you know, one of his uh, bear beaters laying on her hair and he can't. I'm fine. Not trying to overanalyze this rendezvous interrupt us, but are you thinking about what I'm thinking about? You mean Betty's whole kick the hornet's nest plan against the Stonies? She can't get up. Anyway, Hermosa bursts in, her crazy sister. Yeah. Hermosa, ever heard of knocking? You're gonna be late for school. Though I do understand how you can get lost in those abs. Ooh. I don't think we've met. That's quite intentional. Hermosa. Kindly tell me what you really want or get out of my room. To tell Ronnie that she's under investigation. She's investigating her because she is a detective. Which I had also forgotten. Yeah, but they, but Veronica acts like she tells her that all the time. <laughs> well, I didn't remember. <laughs> Again, Alice is doing one of her But interviews. I also, I love that she compliments his abs. Mm -hmm. She says something about his abs. Yeah, oh yeah. And he like, he's very demure. He pulls up the... <laughs> As he if he does not... The, 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 I yeah. do not like to show people my abs. <laughs> he has his shirt off all the time. <laughs> but he's like, what? And pulls up the bed sheet to hide his abs. Yeah. It was wonderful. <laughs> He's so shy about showing <laughs> off his glistening abs. Um, Alice is interviewing Skeet, Sheriff Jones, and they discuss that Dr. Curdle Jr.'s autopsy says blunt force trauma. We need to see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel they've dropped the ball. Why? What? They can't get Dr. Curdle Jr.? Have you followed up on his Twitter? Yeah, he's he's a ghost. Oh. <laughs> We got ghosted by Dr. Colonel Jr. <laughs> wow. But he's FP's got a new lead, he says. So then he goes to Stonewall. Okay, first I want to establish this. Because Jughead talks about how he had to leave all his friends and all this. How far away is Stonewall Prep? They go back and forth all the time. Like mm -hmm. it's nothing. Yeah. Multiple Betty pops times over there like it is nothing. And he talks about having to have left his friends. So I don't understand. So he, FP goes, is, is, is Stonewall Prep in FP's jurisdiction? Everything. <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> Everything is in FP's jurisdiction. Hey, street justice does not have jurisdiction. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if, nobody's going to let a freaking Stonewall tell a snake what to do. Um, he finds the same tie pin in Donna's room. Whoa. Same kind of tie Exciting. Pin. Yeah, we don't know what that means. <laughs> she says, oh, he threw it in my face. Jughead threw that tie pin in my face. Okay. What? And, and FP feels similarly to the way we did. He says, that's weak sauce, kid. <laughs> 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 I got that screenshot. Um, Donna quickly blames Betty. And says she had a rock and that Varchie was there too. They saw the whole thing. So don't come at me, Skeet. So FP's like, oh, okay. He goes to the high school and arrests the trio. So that's conceit. That's supposedly the first time he learned that. Right. Although yes. later. We find out we much more later. Next episode, he... we get a lot of light shed on it, but we're setting the yeah. scene. Okay. He goes and arrests them. Betty Herp walks him right out. Yeah, yeah. Cuffed and It's everything. a big show. Betty, Betty even comments, it's all part of the plan against the Stonies, which is an interesting name. 
The Stonies. The Stonies. In, interview time. We're interviewing Pop at Pops. And he just, they're, they're talking about how much bloodshed and violence has happened in there. It was a waste of Pop, honestly. You can get Pop, but you can't get Dr. Curl Jr. I'm, I just want to throw that in their face a few times, if you're listening. Uh, we get the interrogations, where FP is interrogating. He's got the parents there. He's asking them questions. Molly Ringwald, all that. Alice tells Betty that she knows she did it. <laughs> She's like, I know you did it, Betty. I know you killed your boyfriend. FP says, up, oh, there's no blood on the rock. We just got the test back. It was corn syrup. You're free. And again, they're the only ones in the room. Who's the show for? Yeah. Looking back, if conceivably you've seen the next episode. I yeah I don't I think that they try they covered that maybe Alice was in the room or somebody that was not in on it is always in vicinity, mm-hmm. you know, that's what what they're going with here. I mean they overexplain that at the end to try to cover that track. Uh, then we get Donna. She finds out they got out and there's no blood on the rock. She tells Biff something's up. So Donna calls Betty at three a.m. She's like I figured it out. Donna's pretty smart. Says, you are working with FP. Jug isn't dead. I never looked into Jughead's cold, dead eyes myself. <laughs> you are vamping. <laughs> Which is like, oh, that, you do not go there. Tell me I'm vamping. Don't tell Black Betty that. Pam Balam. She gets up next morning. It's Cooper Jones' house. What are we doing? Breakfast. Breakfast again. That's right. Betty... Tells FP, might be time for a funeral. And he seems very sad, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm trying. This is still, this is at the point. Yeah. I don't know. Hermosa gives a plane ticket to Ronnie. It's got Monica Posh on it. Mm. She rips it up. So I'm not going anywhere. Then we're at the El Royale. Archie is like, okay, everybody. I regret gather around. It's time for group training. Wait a minute. Where is everybody? <laughs> and the kids are like, you killed Junkhead. We're leaving. <laughs> so they left. That was a funny scene. Uh, then we get another interview. This time, it's TT and Cheryl. So tell me about your friend, yeah. the late Jughead Jones. You're really similar in a lot of ways. T- and this is a callback to one of our favorites, and I thought it was really great that they went there. <laughs> TT says, <laughs> "We actually spent one night together, and um, it was a moment that cemented our friendship." Yeah, we spent the night together talking about Jughead <laughs> once. What? I'm not threatened by what was surely one loveless tryst. Cheryl says, "Yeah, it was a loveless tryst. <laughs> what would we refer to it as?" Tughead. And what would that what was that night? Is it was it a PG PG group sesh. Right, there it is. <laughs> a PG thirteen group sesh. I love that they, they went to that exact thing. And Cheryl, what are your feelings on the subject? Okay. Cheryl's like, um I'm sorry I called Jack a hobo that one time. Okay, well I'm kinda sorry that I called him a hobo <laughs> that one time. Is that it? I love that line too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm really sorry. I called. Really him. sorry. I called. I'm him really sorry. I called Jack at a hobo that one. Well, time. like we use that line all the time. Um, 
Sweet Pea's at the wake. Oh, yeah. Good to see you, Sweet Pea. Where's he been? Yeah, I feel like that was a, hey, it wasn't Sweet Pea. If anybody was thinking it was Sweet Pea that got killed, it's not. Here he is. I'm glad we're starting to see the serpents come back again. Like It's been a while. Yeah. And uh, Jughead's wearing his jacket again. Sweet Pea's back. Tony's wearing her jacket. Um, Hot Topic's got stuff to sell. Hell yes. <laughs> I need to fill my closet. I got a patch that I need to put on something. And I want people to understand what it is. So, close casket, of course. Donna's not buying it. FP gives a speech. He's crying. Everybody's crying. Like, yeah. legitimately yeah. crying. They're selling it. Even at this point, they're trying to keep up the facade. The Bet, ruse. Betty gives a, a speech. She says, she's talking about quoting a passage from Sherlock Holmes, the final problem that he loved, that Jughead loved. says, an examination by experts leaves little doubt that a personal contest between Holmes and Moriarty uh, Moriarty ended in their reeling over, locked in each other's arms. Any attempt at recovering the bodies was absolutely hopeless. And there, deep down in that dreadful cauldron of swirling water and seething foam, will lie, will lie for all time the most dangerous criminal and the foremost champion of the law of their generation. Does that mean anything? Thematically, sure. At a funeral, right. not at all. Yeah. So that's the the famous ending to Sherlock Holmes, quote unquote. He wanted to kill off the character and stop writing the books. Right. But he left it. You know, well, we never saw the body. It was basically like they're definitely dead. They're in the bottom of this cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never find their bodies, but there was still enough open that he was able to come back and write more stories. I gotcha. But what what that has to do? Like that's not a funeral speech. No. No, that's right. Um, the ram goes to FP. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mayor. FP. Look, this is a difficult time. In this case, it's just, uh, it's too personal for you. It's too painful. So why don't you take a leave of absence from being sheriff? <laughs> Came to my son's funeral to fire me. Of course not. Go to hell, Hiram. I quit. He's like, you need to, uh, why don't you take a leave of absence? He's like, go to hell. You can't fire me. I quit. And he's out. He's done being sheriff. I was like, wow, I did not know that was going to happen. Um, Donna tells Jellybean, this is all fake, right? And I did notice Jellybean was not crying. Everybody else was crying, and Jellybean wasn't. I was like, hmm. Hmm. And then, uh, and Donna's not buying any of it. And Betty is like, bitch, I'm done with you. That was a great line. (laughs) I got that screenshot, too. I'll be using that. Um, But this, that's, yeah, Betty established, I'm taking Donna down. So, yeah, she's messing with Donna. We know oh, it yeah. as an audience. So to see her kind of scramble, I guess that's satisfying. Biff goes for the casket. 
He's got a C in there. Sweet Pea and everybody else. These definitely them. these are Bizarro, Betty and Archie. Like, yeah, Biff, <laughs> Biff is just like you know rich Archie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Donna is evil Betty. Oh, true. Because she just tells him what to do. Like, smash that casket. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Fight that bear. Fight that bear. <laughs> Which it was, at the beginning of the season, he was kind of the main villain, yeah, and yeah. they kind of just turned him into a. Well, yeah, they thought that was the big twist or whatever. So Hermosa has been investigating. She tells Ronnie that she talked to all the parents, Molly Ringwald, Thunder, etc., and found different stories that the kids told their parents after that night. And she wants to get all the parents together and get the stories straight. So back at the Blue and Gold, Kev asks Betty if Jug is alive, and Betty's like. Like, jumping his ass about it. She's like, that's so cruel. How could you ask that? Why is everybody asking that? And we get, Kev's getting interviewed by the Thunder. He's like, well, we want to believe it's true that he's alive. And Jug used to love Tom Sawyer, who faked his death, and talked about attending his own funeral, all that. So, yeah. This is, this is where I get... This is the beginning of the references that annoy me. Why can't you just say, he loved Tom Sawyer? Yeah. The, those little things those are for us to figure yeah, out, for Jordan o- to explain to over me. Over-explain. Yeah. yeah. It, it goes along. It's crazy. But yeah, Kev got kind of meta there, too, talking about Bughead. And, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. we thought Bughead would be forever, but, you know. Yeah. He's kind of he was the voice of the fans there yeah. for a moment. Where do you bring up, bring up some blow paths? That's what we want to hear. <laughs> we'll call out for that. Then we get, this is great. This is great. This is, again, us. What quotes do we talk about that stick out to us? Reggie is being interviewed, and he's mad that Jughead is pulling off the most hilarious prank. This is a Reggie-level prank. He's been topped. That goes back to season two. That's so great. Okay. Wow, that's all I needed from Reggie was being mad that he got out pranked. Yeah, because his original prank was dressing up like the Black Hood and scaring people. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm, I forgot. Yeah, that was the hilarious, hilarious yeah, prank. Yeah. So, like, yeah, totally pretending forgot. you're dead and like making your parents mourn you. It's like, oh, couldn't have done it better myself. <laughs> yeah, man, I got out Tom Sawyer. Um, back at Pops, Archie and Betty are talking about Jughead and they're touching hands. And I'm like, nobody's there. Touching hands. (laughs) And then then we realize that Cheryl is listening. So that's how they cover that, why they're acting like that. So there's a shrine to Jughead on his locker at school. Why does he still have a locker? He doesn't go to school there. He's not enrolled in school. (laughs) He goes to Stonewall Prep. (laughs) For all we know, it's next door, and they just use lockers there. I don't know how far away this school is, but that's hilarious. And maybe it was on her locker. I don't know. So she runs out of there. Archie chases after her into the music room, which is his place to get down. Mm-hmm. All of everywhere is his place to get down. But they, uh, and Cheryl's about t- that music room though. Yeah, they start making out. Cheryl's taking pics. You know, so and from the. First thing of this that happened, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is fake." Mm-hmm. Like, I don't yeah, know yeah. if it was they were tr- if the audience was supposed to be fooled, but it didn't. I don't know. It didn't. It never played as authentic to me, at least. And Cheryl says she's looking at her phone. She got the pictures and she sent a message. Oh, grief! You wicked, heartless aphrodisiac. 
Destroyer of Endgames and Worlds. We get... Uh, Sometimes Cheryl can be a little too Cheryl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There wasn't enough of her, though, in these episodes, yeah. so I had to get her quotes right when she did talk. And then she, she sends the pictures to Kev, TT, and Reg. Oh, grief. You wicked, heartless aphrodisiac. Destroyer of Endgames and Worlds. Why, oh why, am I always the one to catch these two kissing cats? Andrews and Cooper. What? Then she goes in the bathroom and tells Ronnie and shows her the pick. Cheryl. Is everything okay? Does something happen with Tony? Veronica, I had a text drafted and ready to send to you, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. You deserve to be told in person. What are you talking about? Take a moment. Prepare yourself for devastation. Cheryl, come on. We're Maple Partners. Just please tell me what's going on. Son of a bitch. Ron, Ronnie comes out, goes Betty? to the student lounge. Really, Archie? Of all people, Betty? How could you do this to me? Ryan, what? I don't... don't play innocent with me, Archie Andrews. Kissing my best friend in the music room where you and I had our fun? Why should I be surprised? That's your special place, isn't it? It's where you take all your women. Me, Josie, Miss Grundy, and now Betty. And she, she's talk, <laughs> talking to Archie, and it's like, yeah, they're putting on an act, you know, but... She's cutting pretty close to home. You take all your girls to the music room. Me, Josie, Grundy, and now Betty. And like, yeah, that's all true. That's totally all true. And shame on you for taking advantage of our friend when she is grieving and at her most vulnerable. B, I need you to know, I do not blame you. And Ronnie's like, I don't blame you, Betty. She's like, well, it's my fault. I kissed him. It's my fault. I'm... The one who started it, I I kissed Archie. I'm so sorry. Sorry. And she's like, well, you scheming two-faced bitch. Sorry. Both of you burn in hell. <laughs> you scheming two-faced bitch, Betty Cooper. You know what? You two deserve each other. So burn in hell, the both of you. That's right, you tell him, girl. And I just, this is the best. TT's just sitting on the couch. She's like, that's right, you tell him, girl. (laughs) (laughs) But this is all for the Stonewall people's. Yeah, why are we trying to fool everybody else but them? Yeah. I don't have any idea. Don't, (laughs) I'm not going to defend any of this. This is the weakest. Uh, tie things up I've ever seen. Yeah, the next note I have... And this, sorry, they, we're building a case against the Stonies. Like, no. I, I don't know what that means. Mm-mm. Like, we got to get them to confess. we got to find evidence. I like, think it's all just about getting the rumor mill going out. You know, it's not good logic. But to get people talking about this, get the Stonies so confused that they get They make a up. mistake. Yeah, it's yeah. all about them making a mistake. Um, but yeah, if is not dead... What they do? Well, yeah, yeah. They're Which not, we find I mean, out it's still the, attempted murder. Yeah. Like you still, you have. He was a witness. He can point them and say that guy did it to. Anyway, we got 
Kev getting interviewed again by the Thunder. But again, that makes like if that's it, like oh, he hit me in the head with a rock. Go to the effing hospital and file a police report. No, they've got to build a case first. Yeah. They have to know where that Taipan is. <laughs> no court would ever convict them without the Taipan. Not true. Kev says a lot of closeted Barchi stands. We hope it's. Oh. Yeah, we hope it's true. It's supposed to be. Jug must be definitely dead. Okay, that, that's the scene yeah. where he. Yeah. Then at the blue and gold at night, Donna, Donna comes in tells Betty you can't fool me he's alive I know it but he's like you're so obsessed she's like I saw your sex tape by the way you can't go two hours without sex so I know he's alive <laughs> or what you would have killed yourself by now <laughs> so then uh, <laughs> then Betty's getting interviewed and she's like Donna was convinced I was sneaking around and I was every night I'd get dinner at Pops and then head to the bunker and they showed Donna following her, and she catches Barchi in bed in the in Duncan's, I mean Dilton's bunker, and she's yeah. like, she's like, aha! Oh no! She <laughs> slips down in there, and the Thunder says, "Tell the truth, Betty." Betty says, "Well, off the record," and then I guess off the record means we don't get to hear. Yeah. Then the Thunder's interviewing herself. I was a little disappointed when Donna found the bunker or followed her to the bunker. She wasn't just like, this place is amazing. Can I schedule some time down here? Right. Uh, Alice decides this story is about a cover-up. Um, then we get Veronica and Archie in bed again talking about the acting they were doing in the student lounge. This, just so you know, this took this immediately turns right here in a very unclimactic fashion it's all revealed and yeah. it, it's like wow that i mean we knew this had something like this was going on but man they just go for it all at once they they talk about how they've been acting and how, you know but but they are obviously seeding that there is something between betty and archie in these two episodes mm-hmm. they do seed multiple times there is kind of something there. They keep it, going back to yeah, it. Yeah, like, know. and that is how it started. I've always, that is what, when we originally, this show started, I thought that that was what it was going to be and it was yeah. going to suck. That was like season one. Right. Yeah. That's what they thought it was going to be too, I think. Mm-hmm. And then they realized what they had. But I expect a lot more flip-flopping between those couples. And I think we're going to get back to that. Um, we find out Jughead was hiding under the cot in the bunker. And we find out the important news that the reason he was not killed is because of his beanie. <laughs> it cushioned the blow. And you you got to buy one of those authentic Hot Topic beanies, mm, not some knockoff The beanie, only beanie yeah. I wear is the one that he gets. Betty knitted herself. <laughs> and she says and reveals the biggest news that everyone is in on it. Even Dr. Curdle Jr. Everybody's in on it. And that's all I really, that's all I needed right there. Dr. Curdle Jr. is in on it, and I was like, go. That's why this worked. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, again, this point just totally, again, we said, what solution would there be that made any sense? Mm -hmm. There wasn't one, Mm -hmm. so whatever. But, yeah, again, right here we learn, oh, okay, 
everything FP's done for the last three episodes, everything Alice, uh, all these characters, none of it mattered. It was all an act, and we don't know who, who, who for or why. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the whole next It was for that. us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's true. So we had a show, I guess. Uh, Jughead also comments that he's a little nervous about Betty and Archie kissing. We get R- Ronnie getting interviewed. She gave an am- amazing performance and that she trusts Betty and Archie with their kiss and stuff. Uh, then we got, but we get them, you know, the neighbors uh, texting and they're sending some kissy face emojis and Archie. Delete, 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 delete. Archie, 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 yeah. Yeah, Archie's backing off his text where he gets a little. Archie's, hey. Archie's not so dumb. Yeah. He knows what he's got going on next door. Come on. Uh, then we have the the trio there, you know, saying they had to do it to win the psychological battle against the Stonies. Donna says to Biff, I tailed Betty. She's had, she had three milkshakes. <laughs> oh man, they blew it. <laughs> Jughead, Jughead, I knew, I know it. And Biff's like, nah, he's dead. Ponytail moved on. Why does, I mean, I don't know. How do you, she, I don't know. I don't know. So Donna slaps him immediately. <laughs> Don't undermine me again or you will go the way of Jonathan. Rip. What happened to Jonathan? Off screen. Killed, apparently. What? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> what? Jonathan was ripped? I forgot no who answer. Jonathan even was there for a minute. No answers whatsoever. Hermosa tells Ronnie she found out Donna Sweet is actually... <gasps> We don't know. Dun, dun, dun. And Jughead says, "This is the smoking gun. I know how to. I know how to take them down once and for all. That's it." So Thus. then everyone heads to Reddit and tries to figure it out. Yes. Oh, okay. Did you look? Wasting I, their time completely. Yeah, <laughs> there completely. was no way to answer it. But I will say that the ultimate thing we find out in this next episode of the connections between characters, it was possible to make a connection of who was connected to who just because there was only so many people available. My guess would have been Donna W. Chickens. (laughs) Man, I got a title for this episode. (laughs) Uh, Okay, okay, so... Cliffhanger leads us to Chapter 73, The Locked Room. And a long explanation for all the questions we've yeah, been having. All man, season. so we're gonna list them off, explaining how it would happen the way they say it, basically. Oh, my first note was why does Jug still have a locker? We covered that. <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't. Jugget's monologuing. You start to feel dead. I was in Dilton's Doomsday Bunker. Two weeks, no sunlight. We get some flashbacks. Can, can you imagine if? If you're a new viewer to the show and you're going, who the hell is Dilton? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. He's had two obituaries, one in the register, one in the blue and gold. Awake that he watched on his laptop because Betty recorded it, you know, set up a live stream. And he wanted to study the Stonies. He has a massive yarn wall going on. And he didn't even have to tell JB. She heard Betty talking to Charles. I thought it was going to be she just figured it out. you know. But no, she overheard Betty talking to her brother, Charles. 
Betty tells FP about Jughead before the search party. And has, you know, makes it, he, I was like, I'm glad to hear he knew early on because how long can you let him suffer? Yeah, I would have preferred him to have a little more emotion there. Let him, like, be even angry at her, like, for letting yeah. him believe it for that long. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Archie told his mom, too, and we did, I do remember us talking about that scene a couple episodes ago where he looks over to Betty's window, he shuts the curtains and tells his mom something, mm-hmm. and we didn't hear what it was. Um, well, luckily, this show spelled out everything everyone said to each other the whole Oh, season. my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Veronica told her Mosa, her sister, when, when she... <laughs> Literally everyone knew. Yeah. Everybody but Kevin. She told her this when she conjured a crypto-lesbian pulp fiction about B&V being secret boyfriend-killing lovers. You're wow. hired, Hermosa. You were so good at this weird theory that I'm going to hire you to investigate. We've got season five, everybody. Yep, we know what the plot it. is for season five. <laughs> Jughead says, did we need to do it? Well, yes. The reason we had to do all this was no. because no, you because I needed time to yarn wall. Like, they have police. Yeah. <laughs> Jughead, like, go to the I, hospital, get your head fixed, Jughead and let actual says, police Jordan, solve the crime. Jordan, have you seen our police? Sheriff Keller's not on the case anymore. True. And this was a why Donna. Mm. Hermosa discovered that Donna, dot, 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 and we don't hear again. DuPont talks about crime and punishment. They're having class there, and... You know, and Bughead walk in. Mm, he is. This is vintage. Hey guys, Jughead. Oh, what? Did you even miss me? You got to be kidding me, Mr. Jones. I uh, I don't understand. We 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 all thought that I was dead. Well, yeah, actually, for a minute there, I did too. Yeah. Hey, what's that um off to use Mark Twain quote? Rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated. What is happening right now? It is called getting your comeuppance, Jones. Yeah, okay. he's got the flannel, the serpent oh, jacket. Yeah, he, yeah he, he's it, dressed it was in cool. layers. It was cool. It looked cool they had his stuff back on. I'll admit that. But what really, really annoyed me. I know what it is. You know what it is. Yeah. Why didn't he just come in and say, rumors of my death oh. have been greatly exaggerated? I thought you meant something else. Oh, my thing that irritated I can't wait to hear. But that <laughs> irritated me because he came in and said that. And it's, a, it's like, Mark Twain. Yeah. Don't tell me yeah. Mark Twain said it. But we know it. They, who is this show for? <laughs> I know, for but, 15 year but they've never done this before. You, We've always been had to look it up, or you've had to tell me. I like that. You know what I mean? I want... Jughead is not the type to say yeah. to a literary class, right, right. you know... <laughs> a very prestigious literary right. they salon. Sh- yeah, exactly. They should all know that. It's just very explaining to them. They they know that they don't need him to get on him. our level, Riverdale. I mean that would be that would have been a lot cooler. Is all I mean. What's your? What's your I thing? thought you were perturbed that Jughead doesn't know what a locked room mystery is. <laughs> <laughs> he completely well, misunderstands what a locked room is. Right. Explain to everyone. 
because you know they're, locked, they're saying they're gonna lock them all in there yeah, until they figure out it's dinner. like you know if the famous mystery in the final act yeah you this the the detective reveals who the killer is and they're all sitting in a room it doesn't mean they're all locked in the room <laughs> you, right a locked room mystery is like we don't know how the killer got in or what you know it's yes. this happened in a room that shouldn't have been able to get into that's a locked room mystery right. not lock all suspects in the salon <laughs> He's like, and they've got 30 minutes till the next class bell rings. What? What? So, not you can't, yeah. And they just give them their phones. Like, okay, yeah. we'll right, exactly. That's my yeah. next note. For some reason, these people have never agreed to anything this guy said before. They go along with all of this, turn over their phones, everything. They're totally cool with it. They're as excited as we are to find out how it plays out. <laughs> but they should know. They know how it plays out. They're the ones that did it. It's stupid. Ugh. We get a flashback to Moose and Jughead becoming roommates, setting that up, and like, just like Dupont and Grandpa F. B. Jo- P. Jones were roommates, and we realize it is said that this is a story about grandparents and grandchildren, you know. And immediately I was like, okay, you can figure out who is who's, you know, ultimately going to be. I didn't. But you could. Yes, that's what I mean. Personally, you, you, you I could. Didn't. There was only a handful of grandparents possible, yeah. and you knew who the bad people were. So he says, I was drugged on Halloween. You put me in a coffin. I get out a day l- later, and Moose is gone. So Chipping recruited him and then sent him away for some reason, reason to the army. You know, why is that? And then he annoyed me and said, told Mr. DuPont, shut up. I've got the conch now. Like Lord of the Flies. And I'm like, ah, we know. Oh, annoying. That could have been cool, Jordan. Well, I wrote it down because he said it so weird. Yeah, oh, yeah. He totally. did. He did say it like, weird. Like, I've always heard it as conch show. Right, yeah, conch I have show. too. But he said conch. And I yeah. looked it up both, uh, according to Google, both pronunciations are correct. Of it course. can be used interchangeably. The the pronunciation Google gives you is conk, K A A N G K. That's how you're supposed to pronounce. That's the title of the episode. Sorry. K. <laughs> this is how. This is thanks Google. K A A N G K. Conk. Please call this title Donna Chicken's Conk. <laughs> Spelled like that. So Jug. Not only does he doesn't pronounce it conk or conch. He's like I have the conch. <laughs> He's like, he gave an extra syllable. Like Lord of the Flies. Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah, again, it should have been a cool moment. Yes. Could have. It was like he'd he'd, he'd never seen that word before. It was like Zach or Cody, whichever one. Had never seen that word before. Zach. Had never seen that word before. Cody. I guess to me, I really like that character. And I, those are the moments you I have like. higher expectations. Yeah, yeah, I like that character making references and things like that. So I hate when they dumb it down. Yeah, so all these references are so like you know, middle school lit, right? Yeah, and dumb, he's telling Jughead's that reader. Yeah, and yeah, he's telling that to this prep class. I hadn't it's, thought of that. It's like so screwed up. Anyway, um, then he goes. There was the writing competition to be the next ghostwriter for the Baxter Bros. So he found out that Dupont. Got the first book idea from his grandpa. And then Chipping jumped out the window. 
And you guys were all just chill about it. Y'all just sat there. I forgot that shot of him just mm-hmm. staring. Up yeah, it was creepy. And Betty says Donna and Chipping had no physical relationship, just like Mr. Kata, who didn't exist. Which I I'm like, what? Does this have a type in involved anywhere? I don't know. Up your nose with a type in. <laughs> That's the type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Jagged's like why wouldn't he want this book contract you know the winner the winner had to kill someone so Chipping had to recruit Moose so that a student could kill him there's no way anybody could have figured that out <laughs> and and then Chipping but like, so, like yeah. that's a you know, prep school mystery right. you invite the dumb kid from the wrong fine, side yeah. of the tracks yeah. Why would you like allow him? Yeah, that like we talk about the 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 secret history, the novel that's based on, or that they've been referencing all season. Like it makes sense. But I said there there were no clues to lead you there. Like yeah. it all wraps up okay. But I said if you're if you're one of those people who gets on Reddit every week and tries to pick out the clues, like we yeah. stopped doing that a long time ago because oh, yeah, yeah. we you know, figure out who the Black Hood was, who the Gargoyle King yeah. was. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just going to happen. Mattered. Just let it happen. <laughs> yeah. That's not what this is. Um, By the end, there's like six different gargoyle games. <laughs> so don't waste your time. So chipping felt... Actually, when, it was funny because when Moose said, oh, I was here for... My dad was impersonating the gargoyle king. <laughs> when he said the words gargoyle king, that's the first time I thought of that. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Like all season. I'm like, mm-hmm. holy crap, last year was about a mystical gargoyle king. <laughs> That slipped my mind completely. That was played by Tallboy, Moose's dad, Chick. Wow. (laughs) It was endless. Chipping was the guy who won one of the contracts when he was a kid. Right around the time a student disappeared. So this is your Stonewall 4 disappearing. And so he either feels guilty or whatever. He doesn't want this to happen to Moose. He's coming around. You know, and so he can't do it, sends Moose away, and then jumps out the window. <laughs> how, we need to keep track of how many times Moose is nearly murdered. True. Because this yeah. guy's pretty lucky. Yeah. yeah. So lucky guy. Um, then Jug was awarded the contract, and they were to kill him to get the job. That's how they changed things up this time. DuPont clued Jug in when he said they all had a crack at the book. Donna kept Betty busy that one night. Biff led Jug into the woods. Joan hit him with a rock. The beanie saved the day. We got okay. Yes, sir, Mister Low. We're pulling off the perfect murder. Yeah. Get the tiniest girl right. to use the rock. <laughs> Absolutely. Not the six foot tall muscular beefcake. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have the four foot tall Asian girl. Yes. Wang them with the rock. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now you know how it works. Continue. Where was Jonathan? He had slash has food poisoning, is what they say. What? What? <laughs> I thought he was ripped. Did that actor just I thought leave? he died. What is going on? I think the actor just left, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we need to write him off. And you know, and since this is the best, Jonathan was not there because he was either dead or had slash has food poisoning. <laughs> and so because that happened, no one was there to check the pulse. <laughs> <laughs> that's the story. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that's his, his, he had one job, I guess. One job? Which apparently you had one job. You gotta add the Jonathan's in there. No. The, 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 
But but if he had been there, he wouldn't have had a pulse anyway, according to what they say happened. Yeah, because they revived him. He was him. dead. Okay. Question. What? I don't... Yes, raise, yes, Mr. Barnes, you had your hand raised also. You guys are being very vocal okay. tonight. <laughs> this is our song. So. <laughs> it's all this school talk. The little Asian girl wangs yes. Jughead with a rock. a rock in the head. Yes. They perform CPR. <laughs> Yeah. And like jostle him, and like, yeah. like I know you're supposed to, as Wu Tang says, protect your neck. Like they're like, Jog, wake up, and they're like, right. shake. He has a head wound, and they're shaking him. Yeah, yeah. You're asking the right questions, Cliff. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so, oh my gosh, and then Donna Blue. I don't remember any of those CPR dummies. Having gashed with head trauma, gash head head wounds. Donna Blue scapolamine, devil's breath, into Betty's face. Put the rock in her hand, then sent Archie down there to check on her. And of course, Archie declares him dead immediately because he's (laughs) Mister Dramatic. (laughs) Hope he's dead. Get out of the way, Archie. They use the beanie to stop the bleeding. Do compressions. Bring him back. First thing he says, no hospital. <laughs> because he's got to have time. He's got 36 hours to be out, you know, and then he's got a yarn wall. He's got a whole thing, plan he makes in five seconds. Oh, How great God. would it have been if Archie had ran off looking for the bear that hit Jughead? <laughs> right. Like he was going to fight that bear. <laughs> the only thing that could have been any worse is if in that moment, the only thing he says is some quote, and then he tells you who said it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Trust it. <laughs> so, Betty calls Charles. Call Charles for help. He brings an FBI med van with guys <laughs> from the 1940s, yeah. and then in front of them tells them to cover up the whole crime. <laughs> I don't know if Charles is a terrible FBI agent or a wonderful FBI yeah. agent. I think he's obviously got something bad going on because him and Chick still yeah, have some story to play out. It's I'm coming. Still, I'm someday. still waiting. I I'm assume waiting. someday that, that will get picked up, that thread. <laughs> anyway, he says, burn your clothes. They do. They're going to rinse in the swimming hole. This is all to cover up what they said at the end of last season, at the end of some of these episodes. Because yeah, they didn't know where this was going. Right. So they're like, okay, we're going to go back and tell you what they said in between those sentences to say that they were faking those what they were yeah. saying. Oh my gosh, we'll go our separate ways after school if he dies. He's not dead, but if he died, we'll go our separate ways. Ugh. Then we go way back. Oh, oh yeah. sauce, kid. Yeah, we. <laughs> they explained mm. to the crowd, you know, to the people there in the locked room, we go way back with Dr. Colonel Jr. <laughs> uh, Jug was untangling the Gordian knot, which. I know what it is, but would you like to explain the Gordian knot? Uh, the famous parable of Alexander the Great. Yeah. It's a super struck down knot they do, and he has to solve it, and he just cuts it right with a sword. Yep. And so, Jordan, I mean, Jughead's doing that, visiting other ghost riders. What? And they went to their lawyers. That's what That's what it was. They told, Betty approached these other ghost riders that were apparently had killed these other Stonewall Four, and they're like, okay, we need to get a lawyer. DuPont 
went after those who knew way back in the day. And he cut the brakes of Jane Dallas Brown, tampered with the fuselage of noted author Charles Chickens. Charles W. Chickens. Yes. We, What's the W for? I don't know. We never knew he had a middle name either. But We need to know this. It was just Charles Chickens. Now I need we know something it's to latch on Charles to. W. Chickens. Charles what the chickens. <laughs> and compromised the O2 tanks of Theodore Weisel. Jughead, let's let in our guests. Which they did this well. Yeah, this it, was cool. It was very nice. I, the staging of that, because they brought in Brother Charles, Skeet, and then you could not see behind them, there was FP the first. That was nice. And who apparently could be a big part of the show now, you know, because mm-hmm. everything's cleared up. Weisel, he said, had visited him back in the day to tell him about DuPont kill, going around killing these students in that original picture with Charles Chickens. And then he knows that it was true, even though DuPont's, you know, saying, I didn't do it. He's like, yeah, well, two days later, he died. So I know you did it. And so I left my family. <laughs> so I really like that idea. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he was an abusive dad. Like, he he scarred FP for life. So, oh, that gives a reason for that. That's right. interesting. Yeah. But then what, what are the plot holes created of, like, you know, Jughead went to him and said, hey, I'm in this cool school with this guy DuPont. And he's like, great, enjoy your stay. <laughs> like, he didn't tell Jug that at the beginning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, watch out for that guy. He yeah. murdered people. <laughs> that is. Yeah. I've been on the run for 18 years. Okay, major. Oh, yeah. Major hole. Yeah. Major hole. Um, <laughs> Jagged says, well, okay. <laughs> but why did all of this make sense except why did you invite me? If you had Moose to kill and it was bait for Forsyth Pendleton the first. Charles found evidence in DuPont's house today while they're in the locked room. It's all, the jig's up. So if the jig is up and someone has just replaced the stained glass window. Lock that window. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm thinking this whole scene. Yeah, you knew that guy was Somebody going. get between him and the window. Everybody, it was so obvious that guy was going to jump out the window. And all I thought, <laughs> they just replaced that freaking window. Look at my notes. They just replaced them. <laughs> With an italicized just. They just replaced that window. Oh, look at this. There it is. Just replaced, by the way. We are on the same page. Okay. Um, so, Charles interviews everybody. But see, I thought that would be a neat thing. Like, we all knew it was coming. So he goes for it, and like somebody stops him. This like that would have been a thrilling moment, but it's like we all knew it was coming, and then it happened. Yeah. So then it was just like, uh, okay, yeah, it was not as cool as it should have been. So now or they put like a bouncy house underneath, <laughs> like ha, we knew what yeah. you were gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have got away with it too if they wouldn't have left the air out of my bouncy house. Oh my gosh! So then we get Charles interviewing the bad people, and this to be clear, this is not Charles Chickens. This is Charles uh. Chick's friend. <laughs> I'll allow it. Joan has diplomatic immunity. Sorry. Oh, that really got me. Joan has diplomatic immunity. Peace out. I'm out yeah, of here. because they said Brett. They called him a diplo brat. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh well, this, that'll be work. That'll work better with another character later." Riverdale don't care. Riverdale <laughs> just changes it <laughs> midway through the season. That's you can't track the, any of these mysteries. Oh. None of it matters. It's amazing. <laughs> Donna tries to pin it all on Biff and Dupont, and Biff is in trouble. Okay, he's he's Charles is confronting Biff. So he's in trouble for attempted murder, like you called out earlier. And having these sex tapes of everybody. I feel like he got progressively dumber as the season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they wrote him totally off once they revealed Donna as the brains. So then he's like... And it was not like a misdirect. Mm -mm. It was Mm -hmm. not purposefully done. It was just like, ah, he's less interesting. Let's go this way. He threatens to release the tapes. So Charles like, oh, well, let me uh, think about your offer. And he walks out of the room and then comes... (laughs) This was... Crazy. In comes FP. Well, he just got fired. He's not even a cop He's anymore. not a cop. Mm-hmm. He's a serpent. Is this guy a, a freaking... What, what's what's he not like? Pig or whatever? <laughs> it comes in with brass knuckles. Him and Jughead come on with brass knuckles and beat the shit out of this guy. He is a bloody pulp. I was like, wow. Time for both attempted murder and the creation and possession of illegally recorded sex tapes featuring your fellow students including Jughead and Betty. Now, I'm willing to reduce your charge to only attempted murder if you turn over your collection of videotapes. Here's my counteroffer. Reduce my charge to conspiracy after the fact, which my lawyer will plead down to community service, or Betty and Jughead's puerile sex tape will be released to the World Wide Web. Hmm. Let me think it over. That was quick. What the hell is this? The counter to your counter. I understand that you've decided to cooperate with our investigation and reveal the location of your illicit videotapes. Is that correct? Those yeah. freaking serpents do not mess around. <laughs> That's street justice. That's right. <laughs> so Charles goes back in and Biff's ready to talk, believe it or not. He can still talk. <laughs> and they find that he wishes he was a diplomat. Yeah. They did they tell he says the tapes are behind the Stonewall's crest. So they get him out and they're VHS tapes. They're just pulling the tape out. <laughs> back at the Coopers. Alice's report is on TV. She got the story out. But Betty's got one more T to cross. Hidden in a secret compartment behind Stonewall's crest was a treasure trove of dark secrets. Illegally recorded videotapes. More fuel to add to the firestorm of controversy that is consuming one of the country's oldest and more prestigious prep schools. For now, Stonewall Prep's doors remain open, but its secret society, Quill and Skull, has been disbanded. For RIVW News, this is Alice Smith. It's good to be back, Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Your report came out really good, Mom. Oh, thanks, honey. I had a lot of help from an inside source. Mm -hmm. Mm Get out. Wait, where are you going? We're about to have cake. 
Um, I will be back soon, okay? I just have one last T to cross. See, I thought that might also tie into the whole thing at the beginning of the season where he was people or somebody's taping the front doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is that mm-hmm. a thing still? Mm-hmm. Was still. was that Brett and is all these videotapes or is there somebody else yeah. with a whole bunch of VHS I tapes? I have no idea. <laughs> We're keeping too close to these threads here. I'm starting to... Is, there, is this show not great? <laughs> um, so this is what... Betty leaves the house. I got to step out for a second. Boom, she's at Stonewall Prep visiting Donna. Donna says she's about... She got a contract. She's going to write the Tracy True stuff. And, I, you know, this was kind of good. She, you think I would do all this for a YA contract? She's hmm. like, no. You do it for your grandma, Jane Dallas Brown. A friend of a friend told Betty. And we, of course, that was Hermosa who had done the investigating. And Donna says DuPont also stro- stole from her, just like he stole the story from the Forsyth Pendleton the first. So now we have motive, Betty says. Donna's like, what do you want? She's like, you give up that Tracy True contract or I'll tell. Okay. But wouldn't if if that was the case, wouldn't and she knew that, wouldn't she have sympathy for Jughead? A little bit? Hmm. Not hey, I'm gonna get that guy. The same thing right. happened to oh, him. I agree. It's no reason for her to hate Jughead. Yeah, no. the real enemy would be DuPont. DuPont. Yeah. DuPont. There's no reason for any of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly Betty is Back at the Cooper, you know, it's back immediately back from Stonewall. Breakfast is not even over. No, it's like she never left. Jughead's like, Stonewall was a waste. Like, he's a total buffoon. <laughs> he totally says something Archie would say Stonewall was a waste. And Betty's like, We solved eight murders. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Cheryl says, No one ever really dies in the Dale. Which is not true at all. No. People die all no, the time. Die. But tell that to freaking, uh, what's her name? Gosh, I have to think of it. Grundy? No. Barbethel? No. Um, the Clumpster. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we got, she says, your, she, your secret about you and Archie is safe with me, cousin. Yeah. Setting that up some more. Then we get the three generations of FPs. But that doesn't make any sense either because Cheryl was the one that freaking had her, the pictures on her phone and then she shows Veronica. Yeah, but she, yeah, she's, she's, then she found out whatever, it's all fake, but she still like saw some chemistry there, I guess. She's close. They're related. Come on. Yeah, that didn't stop her last time though. <laughs> the, three FP, the three FPs get Brett together to Cooper Jones for some breakfast coffee and everything's all good now. So that's good. At least they're talking. It's not magically solved, but he's talking. Final scene. Where do you go for a final scene? You go to Pops. Pops. You get Bughead and Varchi sitting around in a booth. Maybe something good did come out of this whole Stonewall mess. I mean, my dad and my grandfather talking again for the first time in 30 years. Who would have thought of that? Do you think your dad will forgive him? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they have a lot of bad history between each other, but... Archie says, let's make another vow. All right, guys. Let's make a vow. I know. Mm. I know. 
The last time we made a vow to have a normal senior year, everything went to hell pretty quick. But we only have two, three months left. Let's end it on a high note. Let's end on a high note. B and V say, here's what we're going to do. Make sure you two suckers graduate. You're all behind. And I think Jughead's got a way better chance than... Are we just going to ignore the fact that Archie and I will probably not be graduating with you guys? Jug, okay, do you really think V and I are going to sit idly by and not help our boyfriends graduate? Archie Andrews and Jughead Jones, you will graduate. Even if it takes a thousand tutors, you will set aside everything, no more mysteries, and make graduating your sole purpose in life. Archie. He's like, oh, I hope my credits transfer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why does that sound like a threat? Because it is. To going out on top. Together. Cheers. Cheers to that. Guys, guys, just a reminder, I'm posting the sign-up sheet for the variety show tomorrow. You all have to perform. Even you, Jughead. Count us in, Kev. And then Kev comes in out of the blue and says, Big fun! <laughs> Let's do a variety show. Welcome back, Kevin. Join the cast. Yeah. I was like... We only need you once a year when we do a musical. I will say that I thought, where do they go from here? And Kev saved the day. I I, I think yeah. I, I need a variety show right now. It's I time need for the musical. Fun. I need some big fun. They... So, yeah, we're, we're never going to see Stonewall prep again. Nope. No, we're no, we're no. done with that. It's yeah, gone. We're gone. gone. Totally gone. Never even think of it like the Gargoyle King. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. be reminded two seasons yeah. from now. I'll be like, oh, yeah. man. I mean, Stonewall. It Stone- may be built on the same lot as everything else. We'll never see it again. Stonewall prep was only one room. They only yeah. built that one yeah. set yeah. in the library. One that was room. it. That's pretty great. And the dorm yeah, They room. did everything the in room. there. They did everything yeah. in there. What were we saying last time they did in there? Fencing. Yeah. <laughs> Bare knuckle boxing. <laughs> yeah. You do everything in that room at Stonewall prep. They did have the well. They did have their dorms. Oh yeah, and you get get wang with the one with a bat out in the hall. That's about it. Yeah, they have like the vending machine. Yeah, yeah, they did have a vending machine area. Okay, two things. I I always read the AV Club reviews for this show because they're different take on our wavelength. Like they laugh about it too. And then there she does a recap, and then like the final notes at the end, and. We are 16 episodes into this, and she's like, oh, thanks to my friend Tonto on Twitter pointing out the similarities to the secret history by by Donna Tart. I never realized, I was like, lady, we were, listen to Kapow, we had that yeah. whole thing yep. eight episodes, or 16 yeah, episodes that, yeah. ago, but these highfalutin oh, yeah. uh, critics... It took somebody on Twitter pointing this out. Ding, what, was, ding. what was obvious from the beginning <laughs> ding, to ding, us. Critics. And my other point of contention, I wrote down. I think this whole, all of this, the deal between Betty and Donna, they're really overestimating how much people care about creators of content being screwed over. Yeah. Because she's like, I'm going to tell people the original creators of the Baxter Brothers didn't get a great bargain. It's like, uh, lady, in the history of pop culture, yeah, every original creator has been screwed over by somebody multiple mm-hmm. times. Exactly. And nobody cares. We yeah. all go to the movies. Yeah. We all pay our money. And we enjoy it. 
Absolutely. So I think the Baxter brothers would survive knowing the <laughs> sordid history of Forsyth Pendleton Jones. I thought I was wondering where Betty was going with that. Like, was she gonna was she gonna get wanted uh, Jughead to write Tracy True? I, I saw somebody mention that online. Yeah. Of like, I had so are there no too. books? Mm-hmm. She's like, Betty just destroyed this beloved franchise. Yeah. just yeah. to keep Donna from getting it. Because they're, they're not going to award they're not going to award Betty the contract. No, she's not a writer. Yeah, she's the daughter she, of the yeah. Black Hood. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't get to. Do she anything. just murdered that franchise, <laughs> <laughs> like caramel. <laughs> yeah, she took a rock to it in the front yard. Wow, <sighs> what a mess! <laughs> so anyway, Six, sixteen I, episodes to get here. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised they didn't go the whole season. Yeah. So at least we're going to get a variety show palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. And then some sort of wrap up. And I said, well, I don't know. Production get any production is halted. That I mean, yeah. this could be the season finale if they wanted to. Yeah, with a little epilogue. You may need to make this last. You might want to be yeah. listening to this in half speed yeah. instead of double speed. <laughs> oh. So yeah, we hope there's much more Riverdale to come. Whatever's but, out there, yeah. we're gonna follow it. We'll be on top of it. We good? Yep, that's yep. it. Okay, thank you, everyone. Check out our patron page and check out all our fun content we have for you. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. (laughs) (laughs) Question mark. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show. Kapow, the pop cultured podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udamwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share. <laughs>